Uh, DK, there's no this, reason for us not people, to do a lot. People talking about the City Connect jerseys. My man back here who's who's uh, a subscriber is in here buying something. Let me see if I get the camera on him. Yeah, come, come on, come on, DK. Come I'm on, trying. Man. I'm not yeah. very good at this. There he is right there. He's All got right, just yeah. a standard old – see that? Old, yeah. Old school uh, 70s Pirates logo, whatever. And he's it looks for good. The, he's looking for the City Connect jerseys. Some of them have leaked out the design, and it's just – you know, Major League Baseball is doing that. The NBA started it. Yeah. You just have uh, – it just says PGH across. There's absolutely nothing to the design. No bridges, no nothing. No, no bridges? Nothing, zero. Oh, I'm looking at Boston's. Why is theirs ye- yellow and blue? What is that all about? I don't even want to know. Me either, man. This is not okay, DK. I, no. we can't, I can't hit the bell until I find the Pirates one. Give me- you, you won't. You won't. It's a really – it's a really – like a grainy shot from behind or something. Oh, yeah, that's it's, there's not terrible. much terrible. Not a single bridge. Now, nah, when we, you know, after we ding the bell here, we'll talk about some of the Steelers' crazy uniforms that you wore. You know what, DK? Why, why hold over even this Friday and let's act like it? Here we go. Uh, yeah, the, the jerseys are just like nothing. You guys wore – I'm trying to think of how many different uniforms you wore uh, yeah. in your tenure because you, you did wear the color rush, which is probably yep. as close as you come in the NFL to date to those to yeah. the City Connect, right? Mm-hmm. Did you like uh, those? The, I, I like the uh, the color rush. The black with the yellow block numbers, beautiful. Yep. Loved them. Absolutely. I, I'm a fan of those. I actually was a fan of the, uh, what were they, the all black with like the other bold letters um, with the white pants. I actually enjoyed those, DK. What about the bumblebees? You never lost in the bumblebees, I don't think, you, anyway. You, you know what? I did like them. Stripes are good for big guys, too. <laughs> I'll tell you what. When you guys ran out of the tunnel wearing those things, it was like, Whoa! Really? You know what I mean? Oh yeah, it, it a- looked good, man. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, DK. I know some fans hated the bumblebees. Uh, they they hated the tan pants that went with it too. The black jerseys with the uh, yellow stripes on the sleeves with the white pants. I enjoyed them, but I'm also a guy that also enjoyed things out of the norm every once in a while, especially when it's a part of history too. Well, that was the thing with the Bumblebees is, is that, that won all of the arguments, which is that, hey, you understand the franchise actually wore these things once. Yeah. But then you guys would go out there and win like by 50 or something. And then it was like, these are the best uniforms ever. They are, man, between them and the uh, throwbacks, uh, the, the color rush. I'm a huge fan of those, man. Uh, the ones that I I, I would have worn, but I would have been like very hesitant on, is the one with like the stripes and the V cut down the middle. Those I don't oh. know those, DK. Oh, I know what you're talking about. The crest, yeah, yeah the crest. Yeah, yeah, that that's true. There was there's been some different looks for the Steelers, but I think the one thing that, well, I'm not going to speak for you. I'll just ask you. Go ahead. Block numbers or no? Yes. Yes. Why? The, why, are they still, why are they still avoiding this? Because nothing has ever changed about Pittsburgh and its history of winning and the way the city is just blessed with a hard-nosed group of people, a a, a progressive slash um, just all things Pittsburgh, DK. Like, it's blue-collar as hell. Uh, and those jerseys of the block just take me back to like the 70s they take me back to just watching highlights of just people face masks getting tossed oh, ripped yeah. off you know what i'm saying mike calls that the crest ones the knights of the round table jersey <laughs> that's good this is about as international as we get yeah uh this is a south african checking in from south korea hey man beautiful love that man i, I want to get to uh one of those kind of south africa's on my wife and i's list by the way too for sure yeah, Africa, Lock numbers. Africa in general is just is is just amazing. I was there. I was very very young, but I was able to get around East Africa. Yeah, uh, to to Tanzania and Kenya, and it was. I mean, you just never ever forget it. Yeah, oh, I'm sure. Um, DK, I, I do have one gripe about the um, 
uh, about the black jerseys with the white pants. I think that might have been like my first couple of years in the league. Mm-hmm. I didn't overly love the yellow helmets. Yeah, but the yellow helmets also come with history. Yeah, well, I mean, do you want to enlighten me? Because I didn't get this lesson. Oh, no, no, no. no. They just they, they happened to wear them at some point. That's all, yeah. That's all I'm saying. That's, I didn't oh, mean like oh, rich okay, history. Okay, okay. I thought it, you In other words, they have throwbacks and then they have faux-backs, F-A-U-X. Okay? Yeah. Where it's just like, really? Come on, man. They never wore this. What is this? What are you, yeah. what are you, what are you doing here? This is just the most cheap. All of it's just a cheap you know, the, marketing the, the, ploy. The best part of the uh, the, the the bumblebees to me was the striped uh, socks. Loved them. I, I love what the socks complemented it with it, man. Okay, Mombansa uh, Kenya's checking in. What's your favorite barber? Okay. Uh, but I, I love the socks, man. It was so good. That was honestly one of the points in the season or well, in my career. So I was like, let me start adding some flair to my jerseys. If, if you notice early on, DK, I went from um, – I went from like stock NFL jersey uniform equipment guy yeah. <laughs> to like the latter part of my career. I had more black in my socks. Uh, I was cutting up socks and put more black on. It just looked a whole lot sweeter. It just did, man. We we really transformed as a group. Even DeCastro did some of that. Even DeCastro <laughs> had to be. I, I got to tell you, the last time I saw Dave, which was just whatever, three months ago. Yeah. Um, he was at the airport in Miami when I was flying down there. Dave looked all right. Dave hey, looked good. Everybody's on this journey together, DK. Got, I was just about to say, you guys might have knocked a little bit of fashion sense. Yeah, we did, man. Uh, but, yeah, I like that the blocks are phenomenal to me. Uh, what is Mike O'Malley talking about? The uh, round numbers look soft. Which, which jersey's a round number, well, DK? No, the, the, the base jerseys. The base jerseys the, Yeah, round? that was what happened when Nike <laughs> came over and took over the – the jerseys for the NFL, they wanted to give everybody a redesign and they gave the Steelers, this was in the, was it the late nineties? I think. Yeah. And they just, they, why? No. Nobody you know? was asking for that. No, nobody asked for it. Nobody wanted it. And then once they uh, came out, nobody liked it. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, but I'll tell you probably what it is. DK. Hmm. They save a whole lot more material money with the round numbers. You want to know why? You want to know why? I saw something recently. It said a square. You know how some people make square donuts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A square donut is the same size as a round one, but a square donut has about 30% more dough in it, too. It's saving money in doing a round one. Oh, wow. 100%. Uh, Don't ask me how I know this. I'm the endless pit of information at times, DK. Useless information. (laughs) Except if I have a podcast and people listen to me. This is true here. Mike says you're a businessman. That's, yeah, uh, I'm telling you. That's exactly how that goes. Don't here. think Nike made a bid and paid all that money not to make money back. They definitely are making money back. Darren wants to know if the locker room manager, the equipment manager, would get upset when a player turned up bigger than their last fitting. What about Big Snack? <laughs> the coaches got ticked off if that happened. I was going to say, that was way before Raj got mad. No, that is a phenomenal question. I will say this. A man to a man, weight was never really an issue like that. Like, guys were worried about five pounds here or there, maybe even 10 pounds here or there, right? Within that 10, you have wiggle room to kind of still perform at a high level. Only way you ever get knocked on a weight clause if somebody show up is if you look it and you play like it. Or if you have a weight clause in your contract to make a certain bonus. Those are the only times that type of stuff happens. That's it here. This is the Friday frivolity episode, apparently. We're going to talk about absolutely nothing. Or we can just take a break and come back with the only segment that matters. That's all of Hey Mom, DK. Let's do it right. At DK Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now, that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app. Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores, track the latest stats, chat it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Coverage that connects. I was just sharing with the boss over here that Friday Frivolity is going to be the actual title for this episode. <laughs> we just having, uh, having a swing at it, DK. That's, that's where we're headed. Hey, by the way, guys, uh, you can uh, become a member of this show all you have to do is find a thing that says join or 
better yet, because this is a whole lot easier, type as a URL onto your screen. Yeah. DKPS.net slash join. That's how you would leave the dreaded uncle's table. Please leave the uncle's table. And make it over to us, and you can then get famous like Ryan McKinney did. See that? Look at yeah, that. no doubt about it. This is Ryan McKinney's 15 seconds of fame. Hey, Ryan. Hey, shout out to you, man. On a Friday at that, probably going to have a cookout, a couple of brews, hit the Pirates game too, DK. I just made this whole weekend. <laughs> you really did. <laughs> I did. Well, he did that by becoming a member. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna continue on with the Friday frivolity theme and 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 head to some of what you guys have to say here. Luke says, "Hey Moan, hey DK, I just wanted to thank you for uplifting my day. It's been a rough day. It's my dad's uh. birthday, and he passed away just about a year ago. Uh, Luke, I'm 11 days away from my mom's uh, birthday, and uh, you know lost her a couple of years ago, and." Mm-hmm. Yeah. It never gets oh, easy. No, I, yeah, I, I'm trying to avoid a cliche here because mm-hmm. they're all true. Yeah, the the best thing I'd ever say to anybody that's lost a parent, a significant other, or somebody close to them, don't let them die twice. Keep that legacy going on, Luke. Continue talking about them. Continue spreading those good memories and thoughts you have about them, my boys. I know they wish they had their grandmother around, my mom. But guess what? I do. We let that live on. We say, man, she loved you guys right now. Don't let them die twice. Yes. That's really good. I've never heard that before. Don't let them die twice, DK. You continue that on, man. Jackson B says, you all talked about RB3 the other week. Do you think Connor Hayward could hold the torch for a few games? Uh, I'll I'll start here, Jackson, by pointing out that Connor Hayward hasn't – he is seen by Matt Canada and by Mike Tomlin right now as as a tight end slash fullback. Now – They'll say fullback. They actually mean something else. I do not believe you're going to see him exercise a single carry from the line of scrimmage. I really don't. No, I don't either. I don't think he can hold up for that long at that position without having non-running back mistakes. You know what I'm saying? Like those dudes, I think we watch it. Running backs run, and we see them with the ball in their hand. They just hit the ground. No, people are prying their hands away from the ball at all times. None uh, uh, running backs don't have the experience for that type of play when it comes down to somebody out of position running the ball like that. In between the uh, tackles especially, it gets filthy in there, y'all. Those running backs just make it look good. Mm-hmm. Sean Monahan. Sean Manahan, sorry. Comes in with a $5 contribution. That's appreciated. Sean asks, one of these days you'll need to either have my boy Mark Davison from Steelers Nation Australia on or go on his show. Oh. Because he is one of the most awesome fans. We hear a lot from people. We do. Australia. Down under. Down under. Uh, New Zealand also is down under. We hear from them. And uh, it's it's kind of cool that, that, that American football, especially since Australia yeah. has its own brand, of football that isn't soccer and also this too my university and almost every university in america to this point dk has an australian only you want to know why Hmm. kicking the aussie punt is by far one of the biggest things sweeping the nation in the united states okay you guys with your legs over there okay what are you (laughs) okay what are they doing oh but it's not just the legs too one of the reasons that you see you see players uh get invited and for anybody who doesn't know it still applies to this day that there's an extra spot there's an extra roster spot that nfl teams can commit yeah it's described as an international player and they'll come in and it's understood that they're a project Mm-hmm. Okay, because they they didn't grow up playing the game. Uh, they'll have the physical attributes, and they'll have, like you said, kicking and other components to it. Uh, you know, Jordan Berry. Okay, yeah, and, and you'll have, yeah, and and you'll have you'll have guys like this that can come in and physically make right wing, right. But you got to teach them the game, so they allowed for them to come in and kind of graft their way in. But they are those sports that Aussies play. Yeah. Okay, and that and that people from New Zealand play are brutal physical yeah. contact sports. I'm talking about the rugby and everything else that goes on over there. It, this is, you know, the rugby people look at American football like a wussy sport. <laughs> just so that we're clear here, 
is wild, ain't it, DK? Like, it's serious. You wear how many pads? Have whistles that stop the action? What's going on here? Have you seen those dudes, man, just run like crazy and like into crowds, man? It's an endless kickoff return. It it is. is. That's exactly what it is. By the way, so I got to give a shot. My brother-in-law hopped in here a second ago, DK. Oh, yeah? Yeah, man. Look at my boy. My brother-in-law, Josh. He's on a roller coaster. He's at the uncle's table, though, so we'll leave him be, okay? Look at that. Look at that. I call out family, DK. You hear me? I will call out family. Every time I've noticed. Yeah, 100%. Eric Shula says, hey, Moan, happy Friday. The championship Steelers teams of years past would often talk about brotherhood, would talk about family. Does that happen because of the success or is it the other way around? That's a really good horse versus cart question. Um, Great question, by the way. Let me tell you this, Eric. Win, loss, a draw. That's always been the mantra inside of that locker room. Uh, from the moment you get to Latrobe, sitting on those steps, like you craft your family then. Those hard days on the practice field, like that's all it's ever been. And I've heard guys from other locker rooms walk inside our locker room and be like, it's just different. Like, And, and DK, that culture has just stuck. And truthfully, I, I think that's why the Roonies are the way they are. Coach Tomlin preaches and roots for guys the way he do. Like you have – all the veterans usually always come back and lend a hand to guys, man. It just is that. I mean, let's be honest. Joey Jr. being on the team. How many brothers, uh, sets of brothers did we have last year? On the, I think we have four sets of brothers on the team at one point in time. Like, it's spoken about, but it's a real thing, too. And winning, you want to win with your family. I think it just goes hand in hand. Demetria says uh... – it's an endless kickoff return, but no one frets over concussions. Heinz Ward was right. Lose the helmets, and it'll be safer. It's not that simple. Oh, yeah, oh, that's, yeah. Oh. You know, I hear this argument a lot in, in hockey, which is that if you take away the helmets and the visors, players naturally become more responsible with their sticks. So the thinking would be in football, if you take away the helmets and you're not going to have players going after each other's heads. Um, that's just not – go ahead, Moan. <laughs> I don't know about that one. I've met some pure, flat-out idiots, you hear me, that don't give a you-know-what about physicality. One of them wore 55, I believe, for a certain team in the division. Or or just – I don't I don't know about that. So we get we have concussion. We lose concussions, but we also have uh, heart pop or what, what do we call it, DK? People get hit in the chest like that? Like, I don't know about that. And guys – You mean from the, the, highlights, DeMar, the DeMar Hamlin effect? Yeah, yeah because yeah. you you instead of aiming for, you know, being around the head area, you're getting lower and hitting shoulder on shoulder or shoulder to chest. You know, yeah. there's – it's just sticky. That that I, I don't think we can compare the two. No, I really I, don't. I, I don't either because in, in hockey, you're mostly talking about sticks and everything. But then when a, when a player tumbles forward and you have those boards there, you, you're very happy that you're wearing a helmet. So, yeah, you are. Yeah, that stuff is um, that is probably the last dying remnants of the old school screams and cries about that sort of thing. I, I, don't, yeah. I don't buy it at all here. Well, Steve. Bless you, good brother. Perils of the live program. Tony says, hey, Moan, most experts choose teams to win divisions and so forth because of the skills of the quarterback. Isn't it more like the offensive line, the defense as well, or sorely on – is it all on the skills of the quarterback? Quarterback can't throw if he's on the ground. I think uh, a middle of the row – that's air quotation marks for the people listening on a podcast. uh, Like – game managing quarterbacks they do they do need more weapons around them uh but if you have a go win it type of guy that got ice in his veins that does kind of put you on paper and in preseason modes a stack like a level above everybody else it's just what it is uh Patrick Mahomes ain't the same as Kenny Pickett can we agree yeah I mean <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah he he lost the Super Bowl because of a bad offensive line think about that he didn't have an offensive line that almost still won it that ought to tell you what the quarterback means, though. Here's the thing: we can all argue about what the betters do and what the you know what the betting lines are and where those things move and whatever. But those people will tell you at the beginning of the season: I'm going to bet almost entirely on the quarterback, okay? Yeah. Meaning based on the quarterback. And you tell me at the end of the season if I if I was wrong. And, they, and they'll stick it in your face again and again and again oh, and again. Oh yeah. Okay. It, it, because more often than not, way more often than not, it is true. 
it 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 really is, y'all. And um, that's why I think more than anything, and and there's different levels of Super Bowl winning quarterback too, though, right, DK? Like I, I think there are different levels of it too. I'll just be honest with you. I don't know how high up the totem pole Eli Manning is when it comes to Super Bowl quarterbacks, DK. I know he's up there. I know he has two. Yeah. But what was his role? A lot of people tell you his run game, monstrous offensive line that turned on that defense that they had. Like, look at the bang bang running back situation that they had. He gets he a lot of credit. Too. Yeah. But the, yeah. You he see did. what I'm saying? I just, yeah. Because it's just such an important position. Neither of us can dispute that. Oh, okay, so real quick as we move on, DK, Philip Rivers, Eli Manning, Ben Roethlisberger. You know what I'm saying? Like, where is Philip Rivers in that? Some will tell you greatest pass ever. Others will tell you what's because he's behind in a lot of games. You see what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> there's a lot of that that goes into play. Like, it, so it's a matter of how, how strong of an argument do you have about either guy that you love or hate. Not in a position to argue that. Sticky V says that my son Axton loves the show. I love He's it. only seven, but he already doesn't want to miss a show. He's got to keep it clean, Moan. But hi, Axton. No, hi, Axton. I'm talking about straight A student. He probably has a driver's license already. He can also balance a checkbook. They don't even have those anymore for seven year olds, DK. The no. kid probably is a rocket scientist because he does smart <laughs> things like watch us. <laughs> is yeah. that. He's the Josh Dobbs of our viewers, right? <laughs> Can anybody spot a lie in that? <laughs> John Matthews just wants to know what's up. What's up, John, is Friday frivolity. That's that's what we're into here. Yeah. <laughs> here. And I got another one, man, Eli, sneaky funny. I mean. He, he is, too. He Peyton is. Outright funny. Like, yeah. only Peyton could have done the Saturday Night Live skit with the children. Have you ever seen it? Speaking of seven-year-olds. By the way, Axton. Don't watch that that video that Peyton Manning did with the Saturday Night Live skit where he's throwing those bullet passes to the children. That's a good one. I didn't know he had it in him. Oh, you, have you seen it? Uh, yes, I have. Oh, it's every single time it's laugh out loud funny. I didn't know he had it in him, DK. I, I got one, man, because I feel like somebody's throwing a wet blanket on our Friday. And you want to know who it is? Who is? It's my own family. Oh, no. He's over here. See, he's doing his radio show, and I was badgering him. <laughs> he said, big rage. I'm big rage now. <laughs> he said, y'all are throwing us curveballs with the. I mean, throw me some curveballs. He was like, all these softball questions. That's because I was messing with him, DK. The best is the low-key messing with him over the typo. That's that's the best part there, big rage. <laughs> big rage on it, man. I love Mark it. Mark Lancaster says, just kicking back today, watching how this show has grown in such a short time. Oh, it's uh, going to shrink after episodes like this. My I know. <laughs> a lot Ooh. of activity in the live chat. Great questions. Listen, we don't sit here and count all that stuff. We nah. appreciate the memberships and everything else. More than anything, Moan, tell them why we're here. Man, we're here to have a good time, talk That's ball, and, and, and enjoy it. See, see, DK, this is what happens from my guy Abel. Finally departed from Look the uncle table. Abel. He showed that he was, in fact, Abel. Yes. By leaving that table. Is that a dad joke? Man. Oh. Man. <laughs> wow. Not, not, not suitable for cable. Dolly booed you. She did. I'm getting booed over here. Oh. Left flank. My daughter's about to join in. She's over here, too, with the booing. He got booed. Unfortunately, she hears this sort of stuff all the time. Oh, this is good. This is a good question right here, man. Uh, from my guy Kenneth Moses, man, I, I saw he just he's like, hey Moan, I noticed that you and Moses are baseball dads. Was this by choice or it happened that way? Uh, I prolonged as much as I could football with my boys. Uh, baseball is one of those things that uh, I think is like soccer early on. Everybody goes to the park. Everybody does that, and it just kind of grew. My kid hit a big hit one day, right? And it's like, oh, hey. And then, of course, both my boys are big and long. And what do most people do for baseball players who are tall and long, DK? What they want to do with them? Make them pitchers. Oh, uh, the length in baseball always means you go, go, to the, go, go climb on that hill. I got to actually leave this evening to go to Alabama for a four-day tournament to DK, but I did the hey, – we do the Ramon Foster show, and I'm here for that. Man. Also, Michael Walker. It Mike, just happened, though, to answer your question, Kenna. Yeah, 
Yeah, Michael reminds me. I actually legitimately forgot here. Jeez, we're having a good time. Make sure we're paying the bills here because at the get-go cafe and market, quality is, in fact, at the core of every menu items. Michael knows that it's three expert chefs Mm -hmm. who fine-tune every detail so that every sub, burger, salad, wrap, drink, and app is crafted for what Michael, in his own house, refers to as craveability. Order your favorite entry at the get-go cafe and market today. Better believe it. One of these days, Mom, they're going to change that script on me, and it's going to turn our whole world. It's going to flip you. But, DK, it's, it's like, down. why will we actually switch that up? Like, who's asking for us to switch? Michael Walker isn't. No, no. He's Tony Anderson ain't. Uh, Sergio says, hey, Moan. Sergio is always all business. He brings us back. You notice that? Yeah, yeah. he's going to hit us with a fastball. How would you like to see Chase Young as a stealer? Do you think Mike Tomlin could turn him into a legit player? Um, are you familiar that much, Moan, with what it was that went wrong with, with Young in Washington? Uh, I think health, honestly. And yeah, I think he didn't want to. I, I think he was smart and not wanting to go out if he wasn't healthy, too. It was just the ACL. I think when he was there, he was good. I still think there's a lot left in the tank. To me, Chase Young is one of those guys that if he gets to Pittsburgh, you'll see a different monster. I think, of course, coaching change, instability of ownership. Uh, they just got a new assistant or co-head coach and Eric B. Enemy. He just fell into the shuffle. And I will say this, too. I do think the idea of him having those big D tackles on that front line and probably being hurt, they just overshadowed him. He may be good. I'll say this, though. Go find that NFL Films video of Coach Tomlin talking oh, to Chase Young. Do you, what, you know? That was in pandemic time, if I recall correctly. You remember how that went? Yeah, he walked out there. And the reason I say that is because you could hear. You yeah. could talk to each other. <laughs> yeah, there was nobody in the stadium. And he walks right out onto the field and says, man – we it was something about the draft right? we something love like, to we have love, you love well he didn't tamper yeah he didn't tamper but he, he said just, i we, we love you and and said that i i know what we never had a shot for a player like you that's what it was it wasn't tampering he found no, a way it, to say it in a smart it, way he did but free agency comes up if they don't franchise tag him dk that's true tyler johnson says hey moan what's the reason we haven't thrown many open go routes we need deep throws that you can run under like Martavis Bryant did. We need not the 50-50 combat catches. Beautiful, Tyler. Uh, great question. One is the setup of the play. We hadn't seen that. Hadn't had that much at all. Those deep go-route type of plays comes to, one, your guys being able to beat guys off the line of scrimmage. This group isn't proficient as it stands enough in that. Uh, young quarterback, right? DK that has to have touch and delivering the balls for those types of situations. And uh, if you're behind the sticks, right? If you're mm-hmm. behind the sticks, you're not afforded to do that or behind in points. We averaged, what was it? All just over 18 points a game last year. Yeah. 18 you weren't in a something. Po- yeah. You just weren't in a position to do that. The game plan wouldn't allow that because you don't have a, a offense right now that's capable of making up for it. Yeah, I I still feel like they could have put it up because it was George. Because it was George. (laughs) Look at the look at what you just put up there from still a girl. We need to fire Canada emoji. Did you notice though how I talked? I was giving the answer why I put it up, like it just put itself up. Did you notice that? I did notice that. It's pretty cool. Uh, But no, I'd still want to look. Nobody ran more individual go routes in the National Football League in 2022 than one George Pickens. Yeah. Did he receive enough shots to even come close to justifying that? You you ask him, and the answer is heck no. Oh, <laughs> it's worse. It's so, worse than so, heck. But we've got action yeah, watching the show. We so. got action. But you know, let me say this too, DK. It's fascinating with George Pickens because a lot of people are gonna make a, a fuss about his route running, right? Yes. What did you just say is good for George Pickens? His what? These. Oh yeah. His hands. So um, And his late separation, yes. And it, So I'm having a conversation about DeAndre Hopkins here in Nashville, right? Because of the potential that he could land in Nashville. A lot of people that talk about him say, don't look at his route running. It's like, matter of fact, it's not the greatest. But if you just throw the ball up to a guy like that, he going to go get it. Do we have in Pittsburgh a DeAndre Hopkins type of guy? To what a route run is never going to be sharp like Antonio Brown, like Emmanuel Sanders. You willing to live that life because DeAndre Hopkins got you three All Pros and uh, Pro Bowls too. Yeah, I just you know I think it's a lack of faith in Kenny. I really do. I don't know where else to put oh. it because 
Well, let's just say, God, I, I got to do one of these every episode. Do it. But let's just say that hypothetically in OTAs, there's been a lot more of those. Okay. I'm, I'm hypothetically, not even comment. I got hypo- nothing. Hypothetically, nobody heard any of that. Yeah. But let's just say that hypothetically, that if there were more of those, Kenny hypothetically might have shown some people some stuff. I mean, that's neither here nor there, right, DK? I don't know what you're talking about, and this crowd doesn't either. That's it. No, see, Antoine, Antoine says, Pickens says, just put it in the sky. That's that's actually oh. his very common phrase that he yeah. uses. Okay, just just put it up there. Yeah, you know? just put it in the air, DK. He'll that, go get that's, it. That's absolutely all that it is. Now, I understand it's, you know, it's OTAs and nobody's pressuring him or whatever, but the biggest challenge for the quarterback is the timing and is to get the thing there. And yeah, he, he facts. Kenny does get it there. Mike Tomzak, uh, the former Steelers quarterback, was watching practice with me the other day, and he said, "The arm's there. Mm-hmm. The arm is there." I'm going to yeah. take, uh, you know, the guy's word who had sixteen thousand, you know, passing yards. Yeah, one hundred percent. In in the NFL, eighty-eight career touchdowns. Uh, he he'll he'll know the difference. You know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely, DK. I'm I'm here for that. I, I got one man that's really interesting, DK. Uh, I just saw it on my list. If you don't mind, give me a second to find the dates on it, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, here we go, right here. I had this question from uh, Rungism, is his name. Okay. Hey, Moan, what was the best defensive unit, de- best defense as a unit that you and the old line boys went up against? And did you ever feel like you got bullied in a game? Oh, that's good. Oh, bullied. That's doggone good. I know. Okay, because it, it was rare. I I got one, maybe got two it. in particular. Uh, it was the uh, 2011 at San Fran. That one was very interesting. Okay, uh, and I would also say the 2015 San Francisco too. And I would probably even throw. A um, you're, you're a, leaving one out. A Denver Broncos. You let me know where you go. You know, it's so many different games I can think of, but uh, other side of our state. Uh, other. Oh, I, see, I didn't play Sorry. that game. I was. Yeah, I didn't I play know. that game. That I was. That you were. You were part of that football team. Yes, and sir. You should be. You should consider yourself very fortunate. Philly. <laughs> Not to say that you wouldn't have made things better. Um, uh, didn't Filer, Matt Filer take your place? Matt Filer came in that game. Sure did. He's he's a good football player, man. Okay, I this think, is, wasn't like that. You know, they took some significant step backward. Matt Filer's a good football player. Hey, one thing and I can always go ahead, go ahead. I, I know. I'm just saying that one was that was rough. One thing I can always admit: when you're a pro, you're gonna get God at some point. Sometimes you get the bear, and most times you need to. And we did, but sometimes that bear is gonna get you. Baltimore was always just a good go. Yeah, that that wasn't a bull. There was never a bully. No. That's almost a mutual bullying. No, DK. <laughs> no, nah, it was mutual. Either, and this is how it went. If they got us bad on one time, we was gonna get them bad on the other time too. DK, Denver because of the altitude and just that defense was solid. And I'd even throw another one there. We leaving out, even though we fared well against them. Mm. What is this? Uh, was it sixteen or seventeen, Jacksonville? Oh yeah. Come on. Yeah, I, you gotta admit your shortcomings too. Yeah, that was man. I, that felt more schematic than it did bullying, but it ended up looking the same. You it, know what I'm saying? It, it did, didn't I it? Had to call attention to Sergio for coming on over. Uh, Sergio's been part of this for a while here. It's nice to have him. Yeah, cross over into the green letters. Yes, Sergio. Shout out to you, my <laughs> brethren. Okay. Tony says, "Hey, Moan, watching Kurt Warner's channel." What's Kurt Warner's channel? What's that mean? Uh, probably got a podcast he's doing too. He does? Yeah. Kenny Pickett was shown to scramble more often and make plays instead of stepping up in the pocket. Is that a rookie mistake or protection problems? No trust in the protection. I want to just interject here. Go ahead. Since I'm bringing up the Mike Tomczak thing, he pointed out that you remember the, the great winning touchdown in Baltimore? Yeah. Yep. That season. Okay. Kenny. Goes out of the pocket, but he goes to his left. He scrambles out. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then he does this where he just this perfect throw to Najee Harris into the end zone, right? Yeah. Could not have been better placed. Could not have had a more elegant touch throwing across back across his body. Yeah. But but as Tom Zach pointed out, he said, you know, he never needed to scramble on the play. And it was not a design scramble. It wasn't something where he needed to go there. Yeah. He just felt it. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would say rookie woes and growth. I'll be honest with you. It was times I was giving up pressure that I thought was pressure, and it wasn't. Ben had to tell us sometimes, fellas, I'm good. I got plenty of room back here. And I was like, I thought I was in your lap. He was like, no, we're good. Pressure sometimes has to be learned. Like, uh, again, we can all sit on our couches and do this with the remote control and say, God, why didn't you? You don't realize how skilled it is to be a statue with all the chaos around you. That is a learned thing for Kenny if, DK, he wants to progress even more is understanding the uh, what pressure is and what it ain't. Jim Fairfield says, hey, Moan, my daughter-in-law is a long-suffering Browns fan. That's redundant. <laughs> with all of their high draft picks, why are they so sad? Ooh, I've wondered this for a long time. Uh, uh, the petty side of me is because uh, the petty side of me would say it's because what well, Cleveland know they're going to make money regardless because people like your daughter are long suffering Browns fan. They're going to forever show up. They have no reason to be better uh, if they have to spend money on free agents. The other part of it is look at the turnover in coaches, quarterbacks, instability. The one thing we know about Cleveland is what two things. So I pay respect to this guy. Well, three now. Uh, uh, look, Joe Thomas. Joe Hayden, and now Nick Chubb. Name me something better out of Cleveland, and I'll tell you why they should win or lose more. No coach, no quarterback. I mean, they pay $250 million fully guaranteed for a quarterback because they're desperate. That's why they lose. Yeah, it's it, it's so much of it does come down to ownership. When you're talking about long-term either consistency or inconsistency, it comes down to ownership. Uh, when you yeah. look at the big separators – uh, inside the AFC North. Yeah. You, know, if you look at the way – actually, you know who's a better example than who's the Steelers? That? Because the Steelers have been this for so long that they almost don't count. The Steelers are the bar inside the division. It would be the Ravens because the Ravens, when they when mm-hmm. the Browns, the old Browns, moved to Baltimore, they just looked at the Steelers and said, let's, <laughs> let's just – let's do that. They did. Uh, and long-standing too. And truthfully, let's just give a little credit what credit is due. Uh, after Cincy's ownership got out of the way and they got a quarterback and a coach they didn't fire after two or three years or a coach they just finally let go. Shout out to Marvin Lewis, right? He stayed there as long as he possibly could. Marvin was a survivor. <laughs> he was. But whenever ownership, it seems, got out the way, they flourish. I guess you look on the other side, right? Al Davis. What was the conversation about him at all times? He'd be at practice on his golf cart. Not knowing what the game plan is, see some stuff and be like, I don't like this. Change the entire thing. That's how you lose. That's how you lose for a very, very long time, as the Raiders did wherever they were located. Tyler Johnson, Moan, I I know. Ron asked for fastballs, and look what he's at. This is the Ron Slay question of the day, meaning this is the one that really goes at the big rage. Make sure he knows I said that. I'm sending this to, to him. <laughs> the big oh rage. Oh, my Lord. Tyler Johnson says, what were the feelings like toward a guy like Richard Mendenhall, Stephen Ridley, Fitz Toussaint, after major fumbles late in the season? I am expecting honesty here because I, remember who was there watching you. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm sending this this doofus a text because Tyler Johnson listened to my brother on the fastball questions. Okay. Uh, so this is how I felt about it. Um, okay. Whoo, this is tough. Yeah, it is tough because you got to keep it clean. Cause Axton's still watching. Axton's still on. It sucked like heck. Okay. It just did. Uh, individually for that person, they felt like crap. You feel what I'm saying? Toussaint had no idea. Okay. Deandre Ware was right there. Had no idea, and we were probably on the way to winning and going to New England with getting all our guys back, too. It was a 13-yard run. Come on, man. With all kinds of daylight. You know Look, how, that, how, how was that daylight created, Moan? Uh, on the left side. On you the got left side it. of the line. You and got- I was in the press box at, the, at that end of the end zone, and Ooh. I'm watching him run, and I'm going, oh, the Steelers are winning this game. Just a slip of the ball, and Mo was on our side. Big Mo, Momentum. Was Hugely. on our side. Hugely. It was finally shifting. Uh, Toussaint's situation, crushing. It sucked because it felt like you actually had a chance to go, and we did. So Rashad Mendenhall, I was too young to actually understand. I know it's followed him to this day. I know he's talked about it time and time again, and I've Still heard best. his explanation of it too. Uh, I, that was my one shot at the Super Bowl. That was his second. He got a ring. I didn't. Uh, Ridley's, man, I mean, it's just – 
stuff happens. Um, the player in me in that moment is thinking, what the bleep? But then you go back at film, right, and you see what? I had a mistake. They had a mistake. Everybody calls it to happen. This is the PC side of me saying this, too. Like, everybody made mistakes in those games. Those were just the biggest moments. But most coaches will tell you what, DK, you rise up in biggest moments, too. Teams, you'll remember, good or bad, which is why we're talking about this, uh, Tyler, because of good or bad moments. I don't blame those guys because this is all a part of the game. Was I ticked off? Heck, yes, I was. He was. Okay, and they were too. So I'm not pointing fingers or putting blame on, but I just I hate it because they got to deal with it, and we don't get to see what the rest of our season looked like in those moments. And everyone in that room, and I still insist that of all the – I mean, I've been covering Pittsburgh sports a long time, all three teams. That remains the worst – locker room that I've ever been in, in terms of the anger, the reaction, the everything. Yeah. Uh, and it, it wasn't – Ramon, you know that one goofy wall that the Broncos yeah. have that separates? That's the whole – Right in the middle. Every, right in the middle. Yep. You can't see everybody else, so it's supposed to disrupt your team chemistry or whatever. Okay. And what you couldn't have seen is that on the other side of that wall from where you were was James Harrison sitting over there, would not budge. Just like this, with his head straight ahead, he's still ready to kill somebody. And it, I don't think at that point it mattered on which side they were. No, <laughs> okay, because yeah. he saw he saw another Super Bowl. And but this is what you also say to this, right, DK? For those guys, for those guys that had that happen to them, right? Clay Matthews was one of them that did it. DeAndre Ware was another one, right? Hall of Fame caliber guys. Their big-time players made bigger plays than ours did. That's all I can really – I don't really remember reallys as much, um, uh, just depending on where I was in my, my train of thought with him. But those two specifically, one because of the Super Bowl and the other because we were going to go to New England and just, I thought, just wreck shop. And we didn't, DK. And those dudes were crushed probably to this day. So I'm not going to put fault on them because there's probably a lot of scenarios in which we cause angst ourselves. Yeah, boy. What else can Ooh. we talk about? This this subject stinks. Here, Man. this is, Daniel says, "Hey, Moan, with all the preseason hype, what Steeler would be considered a bust with a mediocre season?" With a mediocre season, um, mediocre season. Give me a second to think. I'm 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 thinking. I'm gonna go through Alex Highsmith. I'm looking at George Pickens. I'm also looking at Kenny Pickett. Myself, uh, Pat Peterson signing him. To a veteran like this, to a contract the way he has, um, those are my four. The one of them all, if George Pickens has all this hype and doesn't get much going, I'm probably going to go with George Pickens. To axle the ball and demand it, DK, and actually have it thrown your way and don't deliver, uh, I got a problem with that if that doesn't happen. The one that would cause me the greatest consternation – by a mile would be Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett needs to take a significant stride forward because then what ends up happening is if he's using this exact term, not mine, but the one that was posed in the question, mediocre. If he's mediocre and the rest of the AFC North has guys, has players, a quarterback, the whole optimism level, the whole hope and everything goes down like this. Oh, wait, you mean now we got to get through this with a mediocre quarterback? That wasn't the plan here. We thought he was the guy. So don't think Kenny isn't aware of this. And don't think Kenny isn't capable of rising up to or or rising above such an expectation. You you know what I why I excuse Kenny a little bit more than others in that group, though, too, Hmm. because I know for a fact he has guidance on how to navigate navigate these waters. I know Ben's in his quarter corner. I know other guys reach out to him, too. He's got two veteran guys behind him now that need to prop him up as high as they possibly can. And Mason Rudolph and also Mitch Trubisky. He has a support system behind him. Uh, Somebody like George Pickens, uh, I kind of look at his scenario and say, who's actually leading him a certain way? Because a bad game to him, I don't know who's reining that in other than George Pickens himself. (laughs) Now, I don't know George, right? That personal. I know he's a great dude. 
I know he's a fighter like heck, and I know he'll probably work through that type of situation. But you need support as a young guy. Uh, somebody brought that up to Matthew Bonk at the bottom. What's that? Uh, he said Deontay Johnson's got to have a big season. I, that's fair. He could have been in that conversation too. Oh, he also has money on the line. With us or somebody else, DK? He's got money on the line in one direction um, or the other here. Uh, we're going to take a couple more today. Hanover Fist really just it takes Friday for volatility to an extreme. Oh. Oh. He wants to know, hey, Moan, after a warm day game, who stunk the worst in the locker room? Easy. Easy. You Uh-oh. hear me? This for, for over a decade, nobody eclipsed this one. Yeah. Willie Cologne. Oh, you just went at Willie. Oh, the no. feet. Oh, the no. Willie Cologne's feet. Just rancid. Okay. Rancid, Just, the man says. This is a guy, okay, that learned how to drive after he got drafted to Pittsburgh. Okay. A New Yorker never knew how to drive. Here he is with this big old truck. Also, I don't understand how he did it. Okay. But never. Y'all let me know if you ever seen some weird stuff like this. But never <laughs> practice with socks on. Games he had to because he get fined. He never practiced Wait, with socks. That's against the rules. Go keep it. Go look at it. Go look at it. And he just got off those feet just, oh, oh. What about the shoes? I mean, there's a furnace in the back burning. Straight full <laughs> Willie shoes. <laughs> this is. I'm telling you. Yeah. I never. I, my feet would callous up. The sweat would bother me. Putrid. You're right. I don't know how he's married, DK. I don't. <laughs> he's not practicing without socks not in his marriage. You know? I, I, man, I don't know what he's doing. He might walk around with, like, he'd wear dress shoes. You know how hard, like, hard-bottom dress shoes are? <laughs> he'd wear those with no socks. I'm like, Willie, bro, what are, you, what are your feet made of? Concrete? Rancid Cologne is the greatest pro wrestling <laughs> name ever. That sounds like a spray I never want to put on my body. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, poor, man. Poor, poor Willie. He, I'm talking about socks and practice. Cold weather didn't matter, man. I was like, dude, you, you are from a different world. Willie's feet needed cologne. No, they didn't. They Says needed Antrion. soap. <laughs> they, like they, needed needed soap. <laughs> they needed fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did. They needed, yeah, man. Why I would see, anybody ever watch a Friday episode of this show again? Because we do. I mean, we here for a good time. <laughs> this sends you off into the weekend. What up, Slim? From the Uncle Stable. I see you. Yeah, what is that, Slim? You need to become yeah, a member Slim. here. Come on, man. Toddy says he played basketball with a dude who had unbearably nasty feet. I'm telling you. The smell would permeate everything. Just the fact that Toddy was able to use permeate. Permeate. And that sentence tells you what the pain he experienced in that setting. Man, look at us. Uh, I see one that's very fascinating, uh, DK. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, any thoughts on Davin Cook releasing? Yeah. Nope. I don't have a thought on it. He, there's no room for him in Pittsburgh in my mind. Well, I got one, and I saw somebody else mention it earlier that I'd like you to take on here. This would be a good way to close out the show with an actual football thing. Let's do it. What you uh, mean, Willie Steed ain't football? Running backs in general, Moan, what do yeah. they have to do? Do they have to form their own union? What do they have to do? Them and safeties. Yes, they do. I don't know what else. This is. It, it almost feels like, like some sort of a conspiracy against them. It's because DK. And I've explained a hell of a player. this. I've explained this. Yeah, he is. Uh, shout out to Axon. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've explained this numerous times. Now I can't wait to do it again when somebody asks me. It's the only position. Think about this to all our listeners. We're at over 390 right now, possibly more, DK, that are live with us right now. Yeah. It's the only position other than quarterback as a child, as a youth, that everybody in America wants to wants play. Wants to play. Wants that's to, why. I hadn't thought of it that way, but that's true. What Think, are you in the – What your best player in your neighborhood, when you're playing just in a, in a big patch of grass somewhere yeah. in the back – is always the running back. Always, always the running back. Uh, little League football, best player, running back. Give him the ball, back. okay? In college, if you got a stud of a running back, guess what you can do? You can win a whole lot of games. And guess what? A lot of these teams in college have great running backs. They are, DK, and I hate to say this, man, unless you have a Saquon, a Derrick Henry at the time. I mean, think about how quickly Le'Veon was replaced. Think about how fast, fast Willie Parker was replaced. 
Bettis was replaced fast. These are legends, y'all. It's because there's so many of them, and you usually only utilize one. The other two, for the most part, are special teamers. That's why. And that guy who's a special teamer knows how to run the ball. He just don't have the. Uh, he just doesn't have the reps that the starter does. Jalen uh, Samuels, right? DK as a backup. D'Angelo yeah. Williams come up like I can name guys like everybody got a guy that they can say, well, man, he came in and did a good job for us, too. That's the problem, because everybody loves to play that position since your childhood. You wanted to play uh, running back. I did. I know I did. I thought I was Emmitt Smith. I did. <laughs> I did, DK. I want that footage. I probably had a 22 jersey when I was younger. I did. I won't even front. <laughs> Emmitt Smith. Everybody think they can play running back. I'll tell you what, at some really young age here, I would yeah. want to choose my running back too. Hey, weight claws would have got me. <laughs> kids, on, kids on the other side were like, I'm not, I'm not doing that. No, no, <laughs> no, no. Not until I see a birth certificate. What the, I'm not doing that. Yeah, man. Guys, listen, uh, we appreciate everybody who's here. We appreciate having blown through 500 uh, members, members the of moon. this show. Uh, if you want to become one, go to dkps.net slash join. You can see it right there on the screen, dkps.net slash join. Uh, we'd love to have you. Our goal here is to get to 1,000. That would actually be really really cool our other goal of this program is to make sure that ron slay sees it <laughs> i sent him a text he is full because of crap he is he he made sure that you guys came at ramon with some hard hard fastballs with hard. a little bit of extra late movement i'm talking about telling hey. off right telling off right but the biggest thing though is that ron came in mistyping big ragu into big rage and now on big rage you're big rage on fridays around here anymore that might be that might stick dk you like that i do like that man (laughs) big rage on friday especially during the season uh guys let's uh let's get together again on monday it'll be the eve of the mandatory mini camp for the steelers over on the south side we'll have plenty more football to talk about and less frivolity yeah and we'll get to it dk what what you think man yeah, we will. we will. Be safe this weekend, good people. Right. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> Got nothing to through the whole episode yeah. that we had nothing left afterwards. We did. I got one, man. As you spoke about your dad, so we had somebody, and we're getting new members as on our way out. This right here, the two most important people to me in my life, other than my wife and kids. That right there is my beloved mother, okay? She said, people said that's like my twin. And that's my granddad right there, the man in my life. As you can tell, he has size. Mo, how did you get so big? My mom was 5'11". My granddad is 6'4", 6'5". I'm 6'6". Come in closer on mom there. That I'm is my. Does that, that look like that me? That is your mom. <laughs> wow. That's me. Wow. And then the left guard version of you is over on the right. That's when I thought I was going to go to college and play tight end or DN. Ah, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, yes, indeed. I'm glad I can share that with you guys again. As I told y'all earlier, don't let them pass away twice, man. Let that legacy live on, DK. Father's Day month again. Get your dad one of them, okay? Mm-hmm. Well, you need one of those, DK. I got one. I got right here. I got my, uh, this is my proof here of best dad ever. Look at that. Look at her. <laughs> she's acting all shy. She ain't she's shy. acting shy. She's not. She's a performer. I've heard her go off before. She ain't shy, DK. <laughs> <laughs> Monday, guys. Monday. See y'all. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.